This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. So much to settle on back for ahead, ladies and gentlemen, in the program. We've got so much to settle back. We'll get it. We'll deliver it to you. But while you're uh, sitting around thinking, gee, how is best to listen to the show? I got some advisement for you. You can always download the podcast, subscribe and listen at your leisure. You can check out one of the repeats on AMI-audio or AMI-tv starting at 10 p.m. Eastern time on both. 1 a.m. in the morning on AMI-tv, 6 a.m. in the morning on AMI-audio. However you consume the program, thanks for being with us. Ramya Muthan, she's at the studio in Toronto. Kelly McDonald. At the studio in London, Ontario, our gardener, Susan Kearney, at her home, joining us now to talk everything gardening. Hello, I'm Susan Kearney. Join me on Kelly and Ramya for the joy of gardening by using touch, taste, scent, and sound. Susan, as we get started, we have to confess as show hosts, we, we try to be it straight up and Transparent as possible, um, this item, catnip, that we're talking about today, we were taking a poll of how many of us thought it would actually, like, you know, produce in a factory, did not realize it grew. I suggest that it grows with the catnip toy all around it, but you'll probably confirm otherwise that that's not the least bit correct. Welcome back to the show, Sue, and what an interesting topic, catnip today. It's a it's a fascinating plant. Uh, for, first, it's you know the cats love it because um, you know it's in toys and all of that. And of course, it's dried when it's in in their toys. But it's very easy to grow. So if if you have a, a uh, someone that, that you want to get a really good plant gift for, um, and they have cats or they like to grow very interesting plants. Um, Catnip is a really good one. Uh, it's easy to grow indoors. It really only needs a, a bright, sunny window, so a west window, a south window, or easterly window. Uh, it grows very quickly, and, and it doesn't take a tremendous amount of, of care. It's, it's, a, it's a happy plant, and one of the reasons why it grows so quickly is because it is another member of the mint family oh. so another cousin of the oh. mint family yes absolutely yes oh. absolutely. i love that it's happy because it certainly spreads a lot of happy <laughs> <laughs> it does and it's it's just such a cool plant because not only will it keep the cat happy um but it actually does some other really cool things so when you dry this and not to put in the cat's toys, but you can um, cut off the leaves and dry it, like you dry any any kind of herb, or you can freeze it. Um, you can put this into uh, little sachet bags and put it either in the, in the kitties' beds or even underneath the dogs' beds. Uh, and if you uh, want to put it in even under our mattresses, if you know if some people have their cats or their dogs sleeping on their beds, but it um, actually repels fleas and ticks, which is a very oh. cool thing. Um, it has been used um, for many many years like this. Uh, it's sort of like lavender, but it 
does have that camphor smell. Once it dries, it's it really does have a very strong, pungent um, camphor and mint smell, and that's what keeps those um, those fleas and ticks away. So it's it's a good plant to have around. Mm, I uh, love that. Sorry, keeping ticks away. Is this um, something that catnip is actually actively used for? Um, it was originally um, used for, for this, yes, absolutely. It was used as um, a natural insecticide. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm, you know, I, I, if, if like with our dogs and our cats, we, if, you know, give them their, their medicine, don't stop doing that just because you're growing catnip and drying it. Um, right. But it was, um, uh, you know, it, so because I, you know, it, we need to keep them healthy. So, but it can, um, on top of that, it can um, actually keep them away. Um, fleas and ticks, if, if you are storing um, any kind of um, like rugs or anything like that, it's a, it's a very good dried herb to, uh, to roll up. Um, with these, you know, with any kind of rug or even even sweaters or anything like that. It's a very good dry herb to do that because it does keep things away. I'm not sure that it keeps moths away. Except, I was just going to say, um, kind of replacing yeah. the mothball, but not quite. No, because mothballs do have camphor in it. So it oh. was the one thing I, I don't know um, for, for certain, but it wouldn't hurt. I, I, it, that that is one thing. It, it won't hurt. It does have the the um, the properties of um, right. keeping you know fleas and ticks away from from the camp. You know because of the camphor and the mint smell. So once it dries, it's it's very strong. Actually, it's very interesting. Mm. So, ah. so yeah. if you are using it in that way, Sue, um, uh, how long before you should replace it? I. Um, I, I usually, with with my dried lavender, uh, with with any any of my dried herbs, that I usually change them over about every three to four months, which would give you uh, like an overwintering um, uh, through the summer. You can um, put you know put this underneath um, um, mats that your dogs or cats may be sleeping sleep on. My my. My dogs sleep on every rug in the house. You find them, you know, here or there. So um, it, it's a good thing to, to you know, tuck under a corner of, of a rug um, during the summer, even during the winter when, um, you know, th things, you know, get around. So I do about every three to four months. Uh, then you have to shake it out, wash those um, those bags um, that you've had everything in, just wash them out, and then you can start all over again. That that is usual. Um, if you ever did have a like a flea infestation, and and you then um, you would probably have to do it a lot a lot more. And unfortunately, it it does happen um, because mm -hmm. that's you know that's for, we have our pets, and uh, they they do attract those those creatures. So yeah. Right, right. So, so can we go over the, you said it's pretty easy. It doesn't need a lot as yeah. long as it has that Western view. Can we just go through the, the life cycle? Like what, what, when growing, yeah. what, what's it like? And how and not to screw it up? 
Yes, exactly. I mean, it's easy for you to say it's easy, Susan. You're a gardener. I was being gentle with that. So Rumya doesn't screw the whole thing up. Some of us don't even have a green thumb enough for mint, and mint is like so easy, is what I hear. Yeah, and and this is a cousin of mint, so it does grow very quickly. Yeah, but you can buy the seeds. You can buy catnip seeds. Now, on some of the packages, it'll say cat mint. Oh. There is a they're exactly the same. They they're, they're cousins too. It's just an offshoot of it. So cat mint and cat nip um, are fairly close. And, and and I do know that even some of the the uh, cat toys, I believe, um, people with cats can uh, correct me, but I believe that they even say on them sometimes cat mint or cat nip. Uh, there is a difference, uh, in, in a little bit of a difference. Cat nip itself is um, it's the stronger of of the uh, of the herb, so and it does do all these wonder, wonderful things. And uh, when you start it. You can start it from seed. It'll grow very quickly. It takes about 7 to 12 days for germination, uh, and it, it will germinate very quickly, and like, just like mint does. But then when you start to grow it, keep it in a bright window, the west, the south, or an east window, and uh, it, it will grow very quickly. If you want to repropagate that, you don't have to start from a seed. Take a stem approximately 6 inches long, Make sure there's no flower on it. You cannot um, propagate with flower on it. It's very similar to mint and to um, basil. Uh, you must r- use the stems and that have no flowers. And it can't not flower at that point in time because then you won't get the rooting. So take a non-flowering um, stem, about six inches, and then just put that into uh, potting soil and uh, it, it will it will grow. It will root itself. It's very easy to root, and uh, and a, a good plant to have around. And uh, once it flowers, the flowers feel very interesting, and they smell like mint. They smell like the mint flowers do. A um, little bit deeper scent because of the camphor smell. And okay. um, in the uh, cat mint, uh, they are purple, and the, um, the catnip. Um, some of the flowers are white, so it depends on what type you get. But both both will work. Both uh, types will work. Now I do know that you can put it in human salads. I've never tried it. I've never I've never eaten it. So uh, I don't I don't know whether so you can't you don't you can't part. attest to how crazy it makes us go if you have a nice dosage. <laughs> Falling asleep at the table because it. Yeah, right. that's better than you. That's better than you running up and down the wall, Sue, and uh, you know, like getting too hyper. So we'll take that, just like we do with the cats. Yeah, go to sleep. Yeah, but it it won't hurt humans, and it's very it, it and it won't hurt the animals either. Um, cats can eat it either um, fresh, the leaves fresh, or they can eat it dry or have it dry or however they they I guess give it to them dried in in those toys or whatever mm-hmm. uh so yeah and, and it it doesn't hurt humans either and i i know i've never given it to my dogs and they've actually never pulled it out of underneath their mattresses either so that's um, what i was wondering when you said that about the yeah. carpets even the cats going and hey man trying to hide the candies on me are you this is good for a sneak <laughs> of snooze i they don't take yeah. it out of there 
my dogs don't, but I don't have cats. So right. um, somebody might, if somebody has cats and, and they do use this as a repellent, then they can, I, I don't know, maybe it would just make the cat want to go and, and lie in that um, area. So it's a good, uh, I guess, a good training tool too, right? So that's what yeah, they would go and would lie so. on their bed or what if they, if there was a catnip underneath, I'm not, I'm not really sure. I can't think like a cat, but uh, like, <laughs> you can try. You know, but but Sue, so do we do we grow it out there in the garden, and does it yes. bo- get bothered by other animals? Is it one of those that other animals, whether it'll come along and do you, and have any protection you have to particularly do? Well, um, it, growing in the garden, um, it grows very quickly, and uh, just like the mint does, spreads very quickly. And yes, it will attract cats. So if you don't want um, cats in that in your garden, then it's it's probably uh, um, it's probably an herb that you don't want to put in the ground. But if you had a like a a planter, uh, you know, a small pot or a planter, you could put it in there and then harvest it, um, you know, for the for the cats and for the potpourri and so on. So you, you could you could do that. I do not put it in the ground. I have had pots of it. Um, and I've had some cat visitors like nibbling on it. It doesn't hurt other and it will not hurt other animals. It's flowers actually. Um, it's a good pollinator um, to put out into your garden because the bees love it. I also think that um, some other uh, really good pollinating insects really like it too. So all around, it's an all around good plant. That's really nice. I wonder if back at the hive there's trouble. Why are you guys all sleeping? Where you been? <laughs> Those are just the sleeping ones, though. How about the other yeah. ones? <laughs> that's, that's all of it for sure. This is fascinating, though, Sue. Like, yeah. really is. Thank yeah. you very much for bringing this one. That's one that mm-hmm. make you smile and something to get together and get to work on over your over your yeah. winter. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hi. Join us. Every Friday, we talk gardening with Susan Kearney. What a time today talking everything we can about catnip. If you missed any of it, please go back and uh, check it out via the podcast. We're going to step aside for a couple of moments, Ramya and I, and hope that you'll return on the other side of the break. Well, here's something interesting for you. Google Chrome will limit ad blockers starting in June of 2024. How will this work? Don't know, but you know who does. Our man who hosts... Our app update, John Beeler. He's here next. Stick around and learn something new. Kelly and Ramya return with more in a moment. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts.